The Lowell Green Podcast is brought to you by Shield Furniture and Appliances in Packingham. See shields.ca. So now the Russians have attacked a children's hospital in Ukraine, while the rest of the world, including Canada, imposes a few minor sanctions and talks a lot. Children die, we talk. Oh, God, we're good at talking. Very clearly, we in the West are prepared to see Ukrainians, including children, butchered by the thousands, maybe the millions. Maybe there'll be genocide there, and what are we doing imposing a few sanctions? Here in Canada, we can't even bring ourselves to open our borders to desperate mothers and their children, for heaven's sakes. But we talk and we promise a lot. Led by our Prime Minister, who has just promised that Canadians will join in any NATO operation fighting which may break out. He's sending some of our fighter aircraft to neighboring Latvia. Ooh, that'll scare the Ruskies. <laughs> Putin must be shaking in his boots at that. Oh, man. I mean, our CF-18 fighting aircraft are only 39 years old or maybe 40. Uh, what the heck? I mean, that's pretty well built before the computer, the personal computer. But our, our fighter aircraft are older than our computers, the whole idea of personal computers. Mind you, our CF-18s are younger than our fighting tanks. Did you know that we have fighting tanks? Yep. We got 83 of them. Leopard tanks spread across the country. That's what, about eight per province? They're 45 years old. Built for the most part in 1977, long before most of our soldiers were even born. I suppose we could send over our four, one, two, three, four, Submarines, oh, there's a problem there. Uh, the submarines can't submerge. We bought them secondhand, thirdhand, fourthhand from the British Navy. They had a big sigh of relief when they got rid of those birds. And uh, we've had them in dry dock ever since. Um, somebody forgot that you can't put screen doors on submarines, I guess. Anyhow, they're leaky and we, we can't submerge them. So I don't know what good they're going to do. Now, there's no question we have some wonderful fighting men and women. No question about that. They certainly showed their stuff in Afghanistan, punched well above our weight. But whether we even have the means to get them to Europe, I'm not so sure. You, you may recall during the early days of the war in Afghanistan, we had to bum rides off the Americans to get our troops over there. And then we had to borrow mm, pots and pans and even ammunition from the Americans. We didn't have enough of our own. The uh, vehicle, you may recall, I, I, for a long time, may still be there, that we first equipped our soldiers in Afghanistan with was so flimsy, you could tear the damn thing apart essentially with a pellet gun. Cost a number of lives. You may remember that. We, we actually, did, for a while in Afghanistan, we, we let our soldiers down so badly that they didn't even have ammunition for the gun. They had to borrow ammunition, bullets, for some of their guns. Yeah, I, some of you people may not remember that. I do. I was there. 
well, I, I wasn't over there, but I covered the story. So, you know, why, why, why is this? I mean, how come our tanks are 45 years old? How come our fighter aircraft are 39, 40 years old? You realize that our fighter aircraft were built long before. We didn't have iPhones when these things were built. Most of the pilots flying them weren't born when these damn things were built. So how did this happen? Well, it's not as if we didn't have the money here. The problem was here in Canada, oh, we were, we were too busy building windmills, solar panels. That's, that was the big issue. We couldn't afford to build up our military, modernize our military. We couldn't even afford bullets for our soldiers. Oh, no. Got to build windmills and solar panels. Didn't have enough money either to modernize our healthcare system. We sure paid the price for that as well, didn't we? Or aren't we? You know, pure, poor Ukraine, pretty much on its own to fight a powerful, heartless giant of an enemy. Um, and it was Russia will still continue to to profit as the price of gasoline continues to soar. That's the kind of punishment we're imposing. Canada, which is all kinds of oil and gas, enough to supply all of Europe. I mean, we, we, we can't even get our oil and gas to our own East Coast. We can't get it to Moncton, let alone Europe. <laughs> I mean, we talked about this yesterday. And by the way, it's, uh, uh, for some reason, the media seems focused only on oil but almost as badly needed, maybe as much, is natural gas. Uh, and as I told you yesterday, um, our great friend Stephen Gilbo, uh, the most dangerous man in Canada, our esteemed uh, environment minister, rejected a $14 billion LNG, uh, LGN, that's liquid natural gas plant for Saguenay. Would have produced 11 million tons of liquefied natural gas every single year, enough to supply almost all of Europe's needs. But he turned it down. This, 18, this government has turned down, rejected outright, or so seerly, severely uh, damaged, <laughs> 18 separate liquefied natural gas plants. 18 since Trudeau came to power. So we, we, don't, we, we can't ship oil. We can't ship natural gas. We don't have pipelines. We don't have the plants. So, uh, we, I mean, here, here, I mean, this, but we've got our prime minister over there promising all of these things. So to sum up, we have a military equipped with essentially prehistoric planes, tanks, and submarines. By the way, the frigate that we sent over there is 30 years old. Uh, we're a country that, as I say, we can't even get our oil and gas to our own eastern part, to major parts of our own country, let alone to Europe. But our prime minister is over there in Europe. Photo ops all over the place. Talk, 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 talk. Promising this, promising that, but totally unable to really do anything other than build windmills and solar panels. And will the prime minister, the prime minister has been asked a number of times now, sir, will you commit to modernizing our military? Well, the hums and the haws. Um, 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 um. Well, actually, it turns out to know exactly we got to get our emissions down. It's more important. 
<clears throat> Will our prime minister commit to rebuilding the energy industry that he has worked so hard to destroy? Hum, 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 hum. Well, not really. You know, when you really analyze it, not really. We got we to gotta get our global emissions down first. Meantime, tragically, they continue to bomb children's hospital while we talk, 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 and get lots of photo ops. What a tragedy. We here in Canada, we can't get oil and gas to Moncton or Halifax, let alone Europe. Our fighter planes are almost 40 years old. Our tanks are 45 years old. Our submarines can't submerge. But by God, we sure know how to build windmills and solar panels. And by the way, you'd be pleased to know. And once again, I invite people, go check it yourself. Some people do it every day. I do. IESO.ca. Very simple. Just go to IESO. Sorry. IESA.ca. Okay. IESO. What am I saying here? IESO.ca. There you'll find it. Today, uh, well, at noon today, we were burning in Ontario 16,241 megawatts of power. Of that, wind was contributing 863, solar 266. Together, slightly more than 6% of our needs. 42 major wind farms in this country, millions of solar panels, billions of dollars. This is the great hope. This is what's going to supplant oil and gas and propane and all of that bad fossil fuel stuff. Windmills and solar panels. 6% today. It's a tragedy. You know, you can poke fun but it's a tragedy. Uh, you know, there's a real question. Not only are we not in any position to help NATO, at least substantially, what are we going to do with 40-year-old aircraft over there? Come on, 45-year-old tanks, give me a break. Not, not only can't we really help NATO, at least. Now, our fighting troops, they can, but I mean, will we equip them? Well, we didn't in Afghanistan. But there's also a question as not only can we not really defend Europe or NATO, could we even defend ourselves? That's an interesting question, eh? Could we defend ourselves with what? 83, 45-year-old tanks? 40-year-old aircraft? 30-year-old frigates? Submarines that won't submerge? We might be in a little bit of trouble. John, any reaction so far? What are we What are we hearing from people? Yes, sir. Our number here is 613-413-2217. We invite your phone calls, and yes, you can text that number. <laughs> if you're watching on Facebook, on Twitch, on YouTube, on Twitter, just post your comments wherever you would normally post your comments. We'll get them up on the screen if we can, and I'll read as many to Lowell as I can. Let's begin with YouTube, and Woodenhead, that's his nickname, Woodenhead says, we have no business sending outdated anything to the Ukrainian war effort. We'd be better off securing the North and exporting our own oil to Europe and to Canadians. Restore XL and Energy East. It's a comment on YouTube. Peter says, we have great military men and women, but most of our equipment is old and junk. Need to spend an increase 30 to $40 billion a year to get up to standards. Coraline says, when we went to Rwanda in 94, we flew on Russian Al- Aleutians. Scary ride, she says. That's right. Yep. Ann I remember says, that. Yep. Yep, I do too. Anne says, Poland understands what it's like to be bombed and is doing their part in welcoming the refugees. Janet says, my son was there with the U.S. Army. Yes, they lent ammo to Canadian soldiers. 
over to Twitch, twitch.tv slash blasttheradio. You can watch Lowell and I on your screen. Isn't that wonderful? Uh, she says the government is wasting money on green energy, councils, focus groups. They won't fix the old equipment or take care of our vets. You know, I, I don't know if you've been following Trudeau when he's over there. Uh, you know, he's, he's obviously, he realizes that his popularity is slipping very badly. The polls indicate that he'd probably lose today. So he's doing everything he can. He looks, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. very statesmanlike photo ops, the rest of it. But if you listen carefully to what he's saying, he's not saying anything. He's, you know, he's going to send 18 of these 40-year-old jets over to Latvia. Oh, what the hell good is that? Come on. I mean, what else can we do? I mean, and when, not only that, but seriously, he has asked a number of times. By, particularly by Dutch reporters who were very upset because they refused to really answer any of the questions directly, it was asked, will you spend more money modernizing the military? Because a number of other European countries have yes, yes, they have. In fact, Germany uh, is prepared to almost double its expenditure. The UK is going to greatly increase. So Trudeau is that, well, you know, will you concentrate more on the military? It, it, listen to his answer. It, his answer essentially was, well... It, essentially, we we got to look after global warming first, and then he was asked a, a, a similar question about, well, you know, will you try to re-energize the energy industry in your country? The answer essentially was the same. Well, we've got to look after the global planet first. Got to look after global emissions first. I mean, like, what century is this man living in? Is he is he not aware of what's going on? If you listen and watch him. You would not think that children's hospitals are being bombed today in Ukraine, that Ukraine is crying out as people are crying out. As I've said before, and I'm getting very little response, which to me is one of the few disappointing things when I say, bring over refugees. I'm not suggesting that every refugee will want to come here, that some of them are going to Germany, et cetera, et cetera. But all of these other countries in Europe have opened their borders. No questions. Just open the borders. Come in. You're a refugee. But we're, we're providing all sorts of hurdles. Here we are almost three weeks into this brutal attack, and we still do not have a single Ukrainian refugee. Now, be careful, because the propaganda is out there. I heard CBC say, well, there have been 6,000 Ukrainians arrived since January 1st. Those are not refugees. Those are people coming here to visit friends and relatives and so forth. This all occurred before the refugee crisis. I am talking about refugees, over a million, or two million now, over a million of them apparently in Poland, and we can't bring a single one over. We're almost three weeks into it, and we still do not have a single refugee here. What the hell is wrong with us? Anybody, any, does anybody, sorry about my throat, but sometimes I have to ask, like, does anybody really give a shit? I don't know. Some of you do, but sometimes you really wonder if anybody really cares. John, uh, any more response out there? Yeah, uh, we've got a phone call coming in. I haven't had a chance to screen it. Let's go to the phone, shall we? Uh, Hi, who's this, please? This is Jace. Jace. Oh, my gosh, we haven't heard from you in forever. You're on with Lowell Green. (laughs) Go ahead and give him hell. What are your thoughts, Jace? So, oh. Go ahead, Jace. Hang on, I've got double feed on. There we go. Okay, sorry about that, Lowell. No problem. So, I called... Uh, David McGinty's office because I'm in his writing specifically. And the other Good. day you were suggesting that we needed to get on the phone 
call our MP, whether we voted for them or not, and voice our concern and our frustration. I did exactly that. Good for um, you. They, I gave a pretty heated voicemail message to them. They called me back a couple hours later, and some young lady who didn't seem very uh, amused by my uh, message said that they were working uh, very hard to ensure that they could get Ukrainian refugees over as soon as possible. Uh, it was still a couple of weeks away because they needed to do security checks and they needed to make sure they had all their paperwork in order. And I said, well, this is absolutely ridiculous. I said, we've got planes going over there with humanitarian aid. They're coming back absolutely empty. We can bring these people over. We can help right now. What is David McGinty doing? And she was humming and hawing, and she tried to get me to uh, see what the Canadian government has posted on their official website about Ukrainian refugees and how they're working to get these people over. And I said, listen, I said, this is ridiculous. She says, well, she says, we need to make sure that they are who they are. And I said, come on now. I said, when the Vietnamese boat people came over, we brought them in. My yes. church sponsored a family. Always. I mean, we didn't look for paperwork. We brought them in. They needed our help. And she says, well, sir, that was 40 years ago. And I said, I don't give a shit. I said, we as Canadians have been taking in refugees for several hundred years. This is not a new thing. Let's bring them over. Then we can sort out the details. Well, sir, of course, we have to be careful and we're working hard to get it all in straight. And it's like, oh, my goodness. I said, this is not the correct answer. I said, there's plenty of Ukrainians in Canada that would happy to support these people. There's lots of individuals. There's lots of church groups. There's lots of uh, uh, different groups that would love to support this. I As a matter of fact, Jason, a number, excuse me, a number of Ukrainian groups, particularly in Manitoba, have come forward, have now begun to beg the government, send refugees over here. We will look after them. But, but, you know, the favorite expression I've heard now for several months, maybe several years from this government is, we're working very hard. We've got your backs. We're working very hard. Well, and, and, and I, I don't know if you reminded them of the fact that they don't ask for any documentation of those people no. who cross into Canada at the Roxham Road. They don't ask them for any documentation. I brought that uh, up. I brought that exactly good. that thing up. Because Good. And I said, listen, they're not asking for Well, if they don't have documentation, then we have to hold them, and we need to make sure that they're properly documented. It's like, oh, give me a break. I said, America is a free country. I said, there's no refugees coming from America. They just want to be here. I said, we've That's got right. the RCMP walking them across the fucking ditch. All oh, right. This blows me away. Well, and but, what is Justin Jason Trudeau going over there? doing with this, these photo ops. It's like, if you're not committing 2% of GDP to NATO, you should be hanging your head in shame, not walking around taking pictures. This is insane. J Jason, or Jace, you're my hero. Yes. You know what, can I tell you something? If I could get 100 people in this city or in my within range of my voice to phone their, P, their uh, MP and say exactly what you said, we could get a change. I cannot get 100 people. That's the problem. Uh, you know, like we, we need 100 people. We need 100 Jasons out there. If you can stir any of your neighbors or any of your friends to do likewise, you're double my hero. Jace, thank you for your call. Got to take a break here for, for Shields. Talking about people that are my hero. They're my heroes up there at Packenham. Everybody who lives in Packenham, excuse me, is, is my hero. But seriously, folks, 
if you're dealing, if you're looking for appliances of any kind, please, at the very least, I've said this before, at the very least, give Shields a, a chance. Have a look at what they've got. Check the, the quality of their product. See what they've got and check the prices. Compare the prices. You may be very, very surprised. One thing for sure, and that is that 99% of the time, Shields will have exactly what you want. The size, the model, the price range, everything exactly what you want. And they'll have it delivered to you within two or three days. Shields.ca. Folks, they're local, they're Canadian, and they deserve your business. Thank you. John, what else have we got here? So let's go to an email that was forwarded to us from Jamie. Uh, he wrote to his MP, Chandra Aria. Good. Here's the response. Hello, oh, Jamie. Oh, Chanda, Chanda Aria. Uh-huh. Here's, a, here's a real sweetheart of a guy. Go ahead. This, this is almost word for word what we just heard from Jace. Hello, Jamie. Thanks for your email. We put new measures in place to help people affected by the ongoing situation in Ukraine. We're urgently processing new and replacement passports and travel documents for citizens and permanent residents of Canada in Ukraine so they can return to Canada at any time. This includes immediate family members who will come with them. We're prioritizing applications from people who currently live in Ukraine for permanent residence, proof of citizenship, temporary residence, citizenship grant for adoption. We are extending a temporary public policy that lets some some visitors in Canada, including Ukrainians, apply for a work permit within Canada. The details of what Canada will do will be provided here. And they provide a link. Yeah, there they are working yeah, very, are, very hard. Yeah, they're working very, very hard. Yeah. But, but I, I keep repeating this. We're allowing people to cross, even as I speak now, probably people crossing from the United States into Canada illegally, no documentation. Now, it could be that they check documents after. But in the meantime, they're putting them up in hotels. They're providing them with, with health care, hospital care, uh, free dental, free eye care, uh, social services, food, everything else. All I'm saying is, look, at, 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 at least provide the same opportunity, the same situation with refugees, particularly women and children from Ukraine, as you do for those people crossing at Rocks and Rocks. That's all I'm saying. Just treat them equally. Give them the same equal treatment. If you can walk across the border at Roxham Road and get all of the benefits of Canadian citizenship, except the right to vote, then offer the same to Ukrainian women and children. You know, if you want to restrict it to, to mothers and, and, and children, go ahead. But for God's sake, stop this bullshit with my got to have this and you got to have that and we're working very hard working very hard my ass go ahead john by the way by my count uh your inbox shows at least five people who have written to their mps and have yet to receive a reply thank you very much all right Coraline answers your question she says nope we could not defend ourselves trudeau wants to impress the little thurnbergs of the world says pauline Cheryl is on Facebook. She says, Trudeau is the only one I know that can open his mouth, words come out, and still nothing comes out of his mouth except himself and except his himself and Hawes. We could and should bring Ukrainian people over here right now without visas. There's no papers at Roxanne Road. Thank you. Thank you. Darlene said, I, I just want to jump in. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not only the words and the promises that he's making there and the humming and the hawing. There is the real fact that we have 40-year-old fighter jets. We've been promising uh, to, to get new ones for, what, the last 20 years? 40-year-old fighter jets, way out of date. 45-year-old tanks, only 83 of them. Can you imagine? I mean, 
83 tanks <laughs> for the, a country this size, that's about eight, eight per province. Tanks are 45 years old, folks, okay? Uh, our sub, we bought four submarines secondhand from the Royal Navy. They should have paid us to get them off their hands. We have, they have not spent one day at sea, either one of them, none of them, none of the four. They, 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 they all leak. There's problems. In fact, one even had a fire that was fatal. That's, that's the state of the military. Great, great men and women, wonderful men and women. But in the Afghanistan war, we, wouldn't, we couldn't even supply them with proper vehicles. We couldn't supply them with pots and pans. Some cases, we couldn't supply them with ammunition. I mean, this is what we have to offer in this country. This is a rich country. It would be a hell of a lot richer if we were allowed to, to produce more oil and sell oil and gas, but nonetheless, we are a rich country. We are a member of NATO. Go ahead, please, John. We're now up to seven people saying that they've written to their MPs and have yet to receive a reply. By Good the way, for you. You're my hero. You're all my heroes. I believe you said the uh, the subs we bought came from England. I thought they came from France. No, they were the British Navy. They okay. were the submarines came from the British Navy. All right. All right. Uh, I do know that every single summer I go to the East Coast, and every single summer just about I go to Halifax, and there they are in dry dock, and they have been since the day we bought them from the used lot. Subs are us. All right, let's go to text 613-413-2217. This is from Pat. Lowell, as much as I like to chastise the liberals for their lack of priorities, successive governments have fumbled the ball on military spending for the past 40 years. We've been embarrassingly absent from NATO commitments since my youth. Beg, borrow, and steal is sadly the state of our military. Perhaps That's true. Yep, That's true. Perhaps Trudeau's looking for a nuclear winter to cool the planet. That's another suggestion. Uh, to let you be aware, Woodenhead is me on fa on YouTube. Thanks. Uh, hi, and I appreciate that. Okay. Uh, hi, Lowell. There seems to be more to the energy question, and I can't make sense of it. Canada is rich with oil and gas, and so is the U.S. Canada could rebuild our military, and I believe we have some of the best engineering minds in the world. My question, why, is can why in Canada are we against fossil fuels, and you can include the U.S.? I'll tell you why. Because of Justin Trudeau and some of the people he has surrounded himself with. We have, as our environment minister, a very radical environmentalist, Stephen Gilbo. Trudeau has, has said on more than one occasion that he, he wants to totally wipe out the fossil fuel industry. Now, this is fairly, this, this philosophy has been fairly widespread throughout the Western world because many European countries did essentially the same. In Germany, believe it or not, they decommissioned a nuclear power plant and uh, they've closed down a number of gas plants. They have since changed their mind because they find themselves, what? That, that wind and solar is not providing nearly enough power. It's, you can't rely on wind and solar. I, I, I point out right now that at noon today, I'll just go through this again, IESO, Right now, wind and solar in Canada, 42 major wind farms, millions of solar panels, producing about 6% of our power needs. Now, I ask you this. If, if we were, if 94% of us and our manufacturing industries, etc., could not have power, can you imagine what would, would happen in this country if we relied on wind and solar? Well, in some places in Europe, pretty well, that's what they did. And then they found that, oh, my God, well, we need oil and gas. So they're buying from Russia, and they can't stop buying from Russia. This, of course, is what's funding the Russian attack on children's hospitals in Ukraine. 
Go ahead, John, please. I have been set straight, by the way. The used sublot is in England. There you go. Uh, Jane says, I've been baffled for years by Canada's love fest with Trudeau. Maybe, just maybe, now we Canadians will have our eyes open to how ridiculous he really is. Children are dying, and he is still obsessed with green energy. That is, frankly, disgusting. Kim says, Ukrainians simulate. We could be, we would be lucky to have them. They are like us. No need to vet them. Let me see. Darlene, we haven't heard from you yet. She says, once again, our country is a complete embarrassment. We need to help these people. Uh, we're working hard, meaning we are doing nothing, says Anne. Uh, let's go to Patricia on Facebook. I wonder who will be that one person who shorts out the electricity uh, when they plug their electric car in. Bill says, I saw on social media where Ukrainians were selling captured Russian tanks on eBay. Maybe we could get a deal on some there. <laughs> you got to hand it to the Ukrainian people. Uh, in one case, a farmer hauled away a Russian tank. Yep. Uh, not, not Apparently another farmer somehow or other captured an entire missile site. They, they used a multi-rocket launcher, and he, he captured an entire rocket launching site. Uh, you know, here here is a little nation. Well, it's about the size of Texas, but relatively speaking to China, to uh, Russia, a tiny little nation, a little, you know, this, this is a David up against a huge Goliath. And by God, they're doing a hell of a job. Go ahead, John. I saw a woman who might have been all of 21 years old on TikTok, and she was filming a video training Ukrainians how to drive the Russian tank that was captured in her neighborhood. And many of the, by the way, uh, many, many women in Ukraine, they've taken up arms as well. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, John. Craig says, Trudeau was asked two separate times, will he increase Canada's spending, and he never addresses the question. That's correct. Good for you. Paying attention. Thank you. Hybrid cars will be our tanks, and we will hope the windmills will capture their aircraft like birds, says Kim. Yeah, Uh, we'll attack Russia with smart cars. Go ahead. (laughs) Anne says, oil-rich Canada and our only customer is the United States. So what happens when they no longer need our oil? You know, one of the things, and we're right out of time, one of the things that I find very interesting is that I hear a number of discussions on various panels and interviews and so forth on television, all of these experts, and none of them seem to to bother mentioning the reason that we can't get our oil over to Europe. It's because we don't have the pipelines to even get it to our East Coast. They seem very reluctant to talk about that, including, by the way, some, some oil experts. I don't know why the hesitancy to tell the truth. We can't get our oil to Europe because we can't even get our oil to Halifax. That is a fact. Why Why the media seems to be ignoring that just beats the bejabbers out of me. But then, you know what, John? A lot of things beat the bejabbers out of me these days. This I know. Time to sign off. Thank you all. We'll be back tomorrow. The Lowell Green Show is seen and heard live around the world at 2 p.m. Eastern. Connect with us online at blasttheradio.com slash Lowell Green. Can't join us live? Download the Lowell Green podcast. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. Ask your smart speaker to play the Lowell Green podcast. This is a production of blasttheradio.com.